Today on CityCast Denver, what a shitty week. Literally, from the freezing weather to harrowing international news to an anti-LGBTQ case hitting the Supreme Court to campaign ads like this. We are real Coloradans. We deserve a living wage, small government that actually works, and freedom of choice. Instead, we have bullshit. Today, we're talking about that gross, gross ad from a Lauren Boebert challenger and the Denver wedding website designer who doesn't want to serve LGBTQ customers. Today is Friday, February 25th, 2022. I'm Alexandra McMahon, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the Arctic City, apparently, because it was terrible weather this week. It was so cold. Host Bree Davies, how did you ride out this cold front? I didn't leave my house. Me neither. This was the first day I left the house to come here to Westward. Well, and I knew it was cold because when I let my dog Boomhauer out, he was not messing around. Like (laughs) he goes to the bathroom and runs back to the house as fast as possible. So I was like, okay, it's cold. Uh, it's very cold. Yeah. Uh, Westward editor Patty Calhoun, how about you? What what advice would you give Denverites to deal with the cold? Lots of internal antifreeze. So we <laughs> spent the office deciding it was important to have meetings and running two blocks down the street in the cold to have a meeting in a bar. In a bar. And nice. load up on antifreeze. And yeah. it worked fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, human antifreeze. I was thinking our pipes froze actually this week. Oh, gosh. Which was fine. It turned out fine. Just okay. Greg took a hairdryer to it. I will say the bar I was in last night was packed. Um, Stoney's, which is the oh. closest bar to us, mm-hmm. just down the street, packed. Oh, Stoney's. I know Stone. I knew Stoney back in the day when he was a bartender at uh, Streets of London. He's he's done a great job, too, Lovely with person. the expansion and very local, yeah. very fun. They're doing a big yeah. crawfish boil this weekend. I think that <gasps> They are? Fun. Yeah, I was thinking about going. Oh, I love those. All right. We're not talking about coal. No, we're, we're not. not talking about crawfish. Today, we are talking about um, a couple different news items that happened this week. The first one, you might have a little bit of deja vu when I talk about this, because when I saw the headlines, I was like, are these old, like, 2018 articles that are getting recycled accidentally? But no. So there's a new uh, case that the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court picked up this week. It has to do with uh, LGBTQ discrimination. Um, a Denver wedding website designer says it's against her beliefs to serve LGBTQ clients. So obviously, you can see parallels here to the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, with uh, Jack Phillips that um, that apparently, actually, I realized, I didn't realize it started in like 2012, but then um, the Supreme Court decision didn't come down until about uh, 2018, I think it was. The facts of this new case, though, I'll just run through really quickly and then we'll talk about it. Uh, so this graphic designer in Denver, her name's Lori Smith. She's the owner of 303 Creative. Um, and basically, she's not designing wedding websites yet, but she, oh. th- so that's what I thought was really interesting and different about this case from Masterpiece is she's not being sued by an LGBTQ couple. She just basically wants the case or wants the Supreme Court to give her permission to post on her website that she will not serve uh LGBTQ clients because it goes against her religious beliefs. She wants to post a statement on her website and make that part of her, her business policies. Um 
a uh, appeals court in that's based in Denver uh, already heard this case. They already ruled on it last year. Um, they said that Lori posting on her website that she won't serve LGBTQ couples does violate Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act. So um, that's why it's getting kicked up to the higher court. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What, what, Brie, what, what were your reactions to this when you saw the headlines? <laughs> She's like, I just want to discri- discriminate just right out the gate. Just like, <laughs> can I please? Right, I know. It had me thinking about... Uh, My husband and I have been watching reruns of Seinfeld and there's an episode where Elaine tells Jerry he can't go to a restaurant because the owner like gives a bunch of money to anti-abortion groups. And then Jerry's like, okay, well, what about this restaurant? Do they do that? What about your boyfriend? How does he feel about that? And it just made me think about how we can't always like... I don't know. Do we need to know these things about people? It's her choice, I guess, as a business owner. But like, to me, it's like, I guess if she puts that out there, then I definitely don't want to support her. But I don't know. It just, it, it's such a bizarre, it's, I feel so like 1950 to me, frankly. <laughs> I'm like, what, why do you care? It's not like they're making you go to their wedding. Mm-hmm. You're doing a service that you do for people who are getting married. It's none of your business who they are, what they're about. They're just people getting married. Yeah. Patty, what about you? Well, and then it gets into the whole free speech issue. And because it's a website and she makes websites. And this preemptive strike, it's come the other way, too, with someone who had gone back to Jack Phillips and wanted to get some other kind of cake. But at a certain point, you're just like, tell them on the phone, say price them high the old days the old days when you wanted <laughs> to discriminate <laughs> but it we you cannot believe we're back there again and the other worrisome thing is the makeup of the supreme court has changed mm. so smith's case was denied twice you know both by the first court and then by the appeals court so now the supreme court is taking it up with a much more conservative court then when the Jack Phillips case came down, and that one was very narrowly decided, this could give us a broader interpretation. Yeah, that was, I was going to say the one thing that the, the room for opportunity that I see here in this case, because I feel like the decision with the Jack Phillips case was left a lot of like both sides unsatisfied because the 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 ruling was so narrow and it really hinged on just like the actions of this one commission the civil rights commission in Colorado they were like oh well they didn't handle it very well so we're going to side with the baker but it didn't really make they didn't make a ruling on this larger question of like religious freedom versus yeah lgbtq rights right yeah, what will be the broader implications of something like this? We'll have to see. And I, I do want to add, too, that the Supreme Court, when they took up this new case with Lori Smith, um, apparently they're not going to be focusing on the religious freedom aspect of this case, but just the freedom of speech aspect. So the question is, does Colorado's anti-discrimination law that prohibits businesses from using for, from refusing service on the basis of sexual orientation infringe on people's First Amendment rights. So they're not going to be really looking into much. So I don't know. It might be unsatisfying. Right. Then. So you could say on your website, we refuse the right to serve anyone. Right. I mean, that's what it could get into. Yeah. And well, and that's like very common for businesses to do that. So what's the differences here, you know? Well, and it gets it into an interesting issue, too, with newspapers. I mean, you can technically refuse to run certain ads, but it's a high hurdle. Uh, radio stations can. I mean, it's a high hurdle. Why couldn't she just post, we refuse the right, or we, we have the right to refuse service to anyone? Couldn't that just cover 
her concerns. I'm not sure that's that's addressed in the Colorado rule. Like not to like oversimplify this issue, but that is a sign you see at many establishments. So her complaint uh, filed by the American, what is it? Defense Alliance uh, characterizes Colorado's rule as it prohibits creative professionals from expressing any views about marriage that could indicate someone was unwelcome, objectionable, unacceptable, or undesirable. You would think she could just give a hint on her website instead, but I guess she really wants to be upfront. So that's where the real question becomes. It's a moral thing for her. She wants to be able to say what she doesn't want to do. And it's almost like she's kind of... Uh, evangelizing to the public sure. to be like, I am taking a stance against gay marriage. It's like, well, yeah, you could just do that behind the scenes quietly. Or just do it on your Facebook page right, or your personal whatever. She has to like make it part of her business model, which I have a problem with. And obviously I'm coming to this with my own perspective because I am a member of the sure. LGBTQ community. But I do think it's it's complicated. There's a gray area. Also like... <laughs> Just go to the knot and get, I mean, they make, wedding websites are like a dime a dozen. Yeah. Like there's pre-created, I just went through this a couple of years ago. You just plug in your information and it creates the website for you. And Lots then your of family, options out there. It's not yeah. hard. Like, I mean, it's not like it's 1999 and she's like on the top of the website development game for yeah. wedding websites. Well, I wanted to ask you, Patty, with the Masterpiece Cake Shop case and now this wedding uh, case and and you know the LGBTQ rights movement in general. Why do you think Colorado keeps churning out cases like this? Well, of course, Colorado is not alone. What is it? The Washington floral case, the same thing. Oh, yeah. But in Colorado, you do have the Carter Christian University, which has been a staunch supporter of Jack Phillips. You've got activists. You have Colorado always being on the front line of a lot of this too. I mean, remember back in the '70s when a Boulder clerk allowed the you know allowed the first same-sex marriage, which was quite a controversy. We're always at the forefront of a lot of these social movements, whether it's conservative or whether it's Mm. liberal. Because, yeah, I was wondering, did Denver feel less LGBTQ-friendly like in the 90s or just historically? Because I know it's not always been... Because now it's ranked as like one of the top in the country for um, in terms of like LGBTQ friendly. Well, sure. I mean, we started westward in 77 and you just begin to see um, you were people were coming out of the closet. Clubs were coming out of the closet. So it's become certainly much more friendly over the years. But then you get the backlash coming back, too. But when you I mean, the early AIDS days, I was just looking through some of our old bound volumes and you were looking at how people were responding to that in that early 80s and the fear and the discrimination against gays because of the AIDS issue I mean we have come a long way but not all the way yeah and I'm just thinking about how different Denver was I was explaining this to someone recently who moved here recently that like Cheeseman Park was a spot for cruising it was known as the gay park in a gay neighborhood and he was like blown away he had no idea that that was what it was like and that wasn't that long ago I mean so I don't know as much as things change sometimes these kinds of cases bring it back and wasn't a certain law school dean it was some dean of a university busted for cruising by the capitol I mean remember that that was a big deal I'm totally like thinking I used to work at when I worked at Foley's in Cherry Creek the department store the third floor men's bathroom was closed for a while because it was known uh, as a spot to like meet up so 
Yeah, so it's like it's it's not that long ago that a lot of these it, things were sort of behind closed doors, but now that we're able to have things like gay weddings, which is not that big of a deal anymore, you know, 20 years ago, pretty unheard of. Yeah. So, a yeah. gay governor. Yeah. Who just got married. Yeah. Totally. Right. And that's that's leading to the rise maybe in these cases because it's like, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, it wasn't even a question of like, are, should people serve gay couples for weddings because it wasn't even on the table. An, it wasn't an option. Yeah. There were no cakes. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think this, I don't know what the timeline of this Supreme Court case is. I think it's, uh, we're probably going to be in this for a little while. Well, it won't be till this fall that they actually take it up. And then yeah. it depends on when they, how long it takes them to put out their decision. Well, good luck, Lori. <laughs> I mean, like Patty said, it'll be interesting because it is a much more conservative mm-hmm. court. And um, I, I don't know. I'm just really curious to see, like, if they're going to really make a decision on, like, religious freedom versus LGBTQ rights. Because, like, my thing is, is, like, of course, you know, everyone should have as much freedom as they can, like, practice. But, like, it shouldn't be at the um, detriment to, like, someone getting excluded. You know, it's like... Because then that's taking freedom away from from one group. And then you think, what if it was against your religion to have interracial couples? Could you put that on your website? I mean, where does it stop? Right. Where does this free speech for a business stop? Right. Well, and I'm thinking, too, just like as a, a person who is not queer, but obviously that's an integral part of my life, my social life, my family members. I wouldn't want to support a business that openly discriminates against mm-hmm. queer people. So in some cases, allowing them to say it would be a favor know, because you would know who not to go Maybe to. Like, and like, I would rather know that they right? didn't want to serve me and like help me with my wedding than know that like behind my back, they're like, oh, I don't agree with this. <laughs> it's like, I don't yeah. want to support them and give me. Them. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, Brie. Like maybe it would be better to just know like the, these are the anti-gay wedding people. Yeah. And these are the pro-gay wedding people. <laughs> and they can serve whoever they want and I will not um, be there client and this issues come up in other things especially as business owners might have their own personal facebook pages and i know people were talking about like restaurateurs who would come out very pro trumpy or whatever and they're like i don't think i want to go there anymore you kind of like to know it but do you want to know it sometimes is it going to flavor how you feel about that restaurant probably yes yeah well we'll see what happens shall we move on yeah I've been buying records since I was a young kid. This episode is brought to you by Pine Melon, the farmer's market delivered. Pine Melon is a next generation grocery delivery app that partners with over 200 farmers, ranchers, and producers in Colorado to help make fresh, locally sourced foods available to the Denver community at fair prices. Get high quality meats, eggs, and dairy from small local farms, fresh baked breads from local bakeries, and more, as well as all of your favorite pantry staples. Best part is, Pine Melon offers same-day delivery to Denver and soon Boulder within a two-hour window, no subscription necessary. Save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door. Join the movement and support local today. Use promo code CityCastDenver for $75 off your first delivery at PineMelon.com. That's PineMelon.com. Our second topic today, Lauren Boebert. Ever heard of her? (laughs) (laughs) We have Um, thus avoided 
talking we about her on because, this show. Yeah, you know, we're a Denver-focused show, but I think it is fair to say that even though she represents a district on the Western Slope, um, people in Denver have strong feelings about her. People follow her in Denver. I mean, she she's gotten a lot of national spotlight, too, because of her crazy antics. <laughs> anyway, so she's up for re-election this year. A lot of people have thrown their hats in the ring so far to challenge her. Um, the latest Democrat, Alex Walker, um, who says on his website that he's a native Coloradan, uh, an engineer, a gay moderate uh, with views that lean left and right. So he's kind of in the middle. Um, he released his uh, first campaign ad this week and uh it was it was a shit show campaign ad i think you could say it's basically a, a dystopian uh kind of situation where feces all different kinds of feces shapes and sizes and and viscosity is just falling from the sky coming out of people hitting people in the face um it's very like a doomsday situation but with poop and uh, and then Alex Walker comes through and is like, are you tired of all of this? Patty, what was what was your reaction at seeing this ad? That it was entertaining. You know, he, there are 10 Democrats currently running against Boebert. 10, including a former Westward staff writer who moved on to Pueblo so he could do it. So you're like, it's really such a quixotic campaign. They want to beat her. But the problem becomes if 10 people are running you wind up, when you have to get the majority of the vote, you go to the caucuses, you've got to get 30% of the vote. Maybe the best candidate, the candidate with the best chances to beat her, won't get the nomination from the Democrats. I just, I think about Lauren Boebert's campaigning and the work that she does publicly. And the thing that I would want to counter that insanity with is like calmness and like just straightforward these are the things that I want to do not a two-minute video that has poop all over it and poop sounds like I'm hoping we're gonna play some of it Colorado needs a bull not a bullshitter. Like, it it's the grossest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And is that the way we counter somebody who's, like, I get the point. It's like, she spews garbage. So I'm cleaning up that garbage, right? Right. He's passing out towels in the ad. He is the one who doesn't have any shit on him. <laughs> but as Michael Roberts pointed out, he wrote about it yesterday, that he says he's no bullshit. We don't want the bullshit anymore, which, of course, is what she has talked about. But... The actual things flying from the sky and landing on the ground are not a bullshit. They're not cow patty shaped. No, that was the thing that really threw me off was like they look like like live like organs out of people's bodies. Like it's very. It was, they do not look yeah. like cow pies. No, no definitely then, not cow pies. So if he's a Colorado native, that's an issue. The other thing about <laughs> Lauren Boebert, we have to remember, is she doesn't represent Denver. But to the rest of the nation, she, she represents, represents Colorado. Colorado. Yes. So they all think we are these crazy people yeah. too. These, yeah. these, yeah, gun-toting hicks. I will say, like, I, I watched it and I obviously understood the strategy immediately. I was like, okay, you're going against, yeah, you're going against someone who is so outrageous. She ran on a campaign that, like, it was like all shock value, right? So you're going to have to 
to beat her at her own game in a sense. So I was like, part of me understood that like, okay, that might be a smart move and you're going to distinguish yourself from this very crowded race of other Democrats. But also, yeah, I just don't know. It just felt very silly to me. Um, I mean, it's just sensational, right? And yeah. it, it, it did its job in getting us talking about it. The press is talking about it. However, uh, if anything I've thought about coming out of the Trump situation is we're exhausted by these kinds of political figures. And I don't think that he separated himself from her as much as aligned himself in the in the lengths that he would go to be ridiculous. Like I just I wouldn't vote for that person because if I was in the you know, if I could vote for him, it I would be like, well, I don't want another ridiculous person. One cow pie falling from the sky could have done it. Oh it my went God, on that's what and I on. Too, was like, when does it get two minutes? That's like an eternity in internet world. Yeah. And like all different kinds of oh. like, like people were like spewing the shit. And the and... guy running to save his daughter. Oh I mean, my it's just. God. I do have to give him credit. I don't know who he worked with or how much money he's raised, but I was like, the production value on this video is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it Despite looked like our a Hollywood concern film. about yeah. <laughs> the issue at, a ha- at hand, yeah. not being realistic. Um, yeah, but I mean, a crowded, you're talking about a, cr- a crowded field, Patty. You mentioned that. 10 other, you know. People. I wonder how much money he has raised to, to turn out like a, an ad like this. Well, I think he just announced yesterday. Yeah. I mean, two days ago, right as the ad came out. And I think it said that the, all of the Democratic challengers together had raised a paltry, I don't know, 13% of what Lauren has raised. Oh, wow. She's got millions in the bank and she's got, you know, recognition and you know, being the incumbent, all she these things. Has, she has a, a, a base, just like Trump. I mean, it's the same Absolutely. as Trump's base. And she has Republican competitors too, but they've True. got a really, that's going to be a really tough road. So I think to get rid of her, the best bet would be a great Democratic candidate, but who knows who will emerge. Mm-hmm. The first debate, there's one in uh, Garfield County right. this weekend. Oh, yes, it's like a candidate forum. See. So we'll see We'll see if Alex Walker uh, distinguishes himself and maybe talks. Because he didn't really talk about policy at all in the ad either. I mean, he. I think he made one quick lo- reference to Coloradans deserve like a living wage. And it was very vague. It was just very, very vague. If I were a competitor, I'd be tempted to take an umbrella. I mean, it just, <laughs> you just <laughs> don't know what will follow him. <laughs> so, Patty, um, you kind of hinted at this earlier, but why do you think we should care about this race here in Denver? Well, for, for a variety of reasons, just because you are elected from the 3rd Congressional District doesn't mean you don't have Colorado in mind and other parts of Colorado. And frankly, there are people on the Western Slope who aren't thrilled with her either. There are a lot of issues that go across. And, and the Eastern Plains, I mean, you, we don't have that many congressional representatives. Well, it be up to eight, but... It doesn't hurt to have people making sensible policy, no matter which part of the state they represent. Yeah, and it, I mean, it just goes back to that PR issue, too. Like, she represents Colorado. We're, Denver's the capital city. This person speaks for us to a certain extent, and it's embarrassing. I mean, among other things, and dangerous. Yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see as, like, the the campaign cycle continues, if, if Alex Walker continues on this strategy of just, like, shock, 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 like, be as outrageous as possible. Um, and then if, if voters do elect him, I mean, it's just, like, what does that say about us is, like, like, politics just becomes this, like, even more chaotic, like, it's just all, like, performance art, right? <laughs> totally. Well, I wish it was that good. It wasn't anywhere near that. I good. shouldn't call it an art. <laughs> yeah, it was not performance art. It's just really gross. Oh man! All right. Any other final thoughts about that one? 
I just never want to see that ad ever again. But I will say this, you refrain from talking about Lauren Boebert. We talk about her as much as possible. Just oh, because yeah. That's always one of the funny things when people think, you know, oh, liberal, you know, newspapers are so liberal, they only want to elect liberals. And we're like, I would miss Lauren Boebert because she always gives us material. It's true. Yeah, it's hard to resist uh, calling her up and getting some juicy soundbite from her. <laughs> Or just pulling a tweet. I mean, she just gives it out for free. The Christmas card, I think, from last year with her family. And and they all had their own, like, giant guns. But I feel like people were more (laughs) mad that one of her kids was wearing, like, a Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Right, and someone with the LA Rams one. Right. (laughs) Like, do you know where you're from? It does show the state is a little divided. Yeah. (laughs) This is Broncos country. Oh, well, um... So, like Patty mentioned earlier, the first candidate forum for that race is uh, February 26th. Alex Walker will be a part of that, um, along with other Dems trying to go against Bobert. So we'll see how that shakes out. And um, thank you so much, Patty, for joining us again. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for hanging out here. Thanks, guys. This was great. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Xandra McMahon, Paul Caroli, and Carly Jones. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mocachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. In today's episode, you also heard tracks from the local artist Cedric Avenue. If you want to hear more of that music, head over to the show notes and click the Bandcamp link. Also, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars wherever you can. Follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver. Shout us from the rooftops. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back on Monday, and until then, stay warm out there.